Welcome back to the Creator Spotlight here on the Spotlight. And joining us this week, wrestling personality, wrestling interviewer, wrestling correspondent, Samira. Samira, how you doing? I'm doing good. Thank you guys for having me on. Thanks, thanks for joining us. So you were on uh, Day After Dynamite with our pal Will Washington last week, and I do my usual run-in on that show. And we've 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 talked on Twitter a bunch of times, and that that was the first time we've actually like seen each other virtually and met each other through through virtually. I was like, oh well, you know, if you're free this week, come on the show, and, and we will chat with uh, chat with you on the spotlight. So we appreciate you joining us. Oh, thank you so much for having me. Yeah, that was such a funny little interaction the first time we went. And you would you talk about the Stanley Cup and you're like, oh, did they come to your door, Will? I thought that was so funny. <laughs> I just started making run-ins and just talking hockey with Will. And I don't know how uncomfortable that the guests uh, get because they're like, why is this idiot on my, our wrestling show talking hockey? But I, I do my little cameo. So it seems like most people enjoy it. We appreciate you uh, joining us again. And so for, for those that don't know, like, what what do you have going on in the wrestling media landscape nowadays? Well, things lately have been a little slow. You know, I've touched upon lately that I had been going through a little bit of imposter syndrome, but you know, I'm, you know, pulling through, but right now I'm looking to, you know, revive up my YouTube channel. We're getting interviews back again, blogs, like everybody seems to love those when I post those and, you know, it takes a lot of independent bookings as I work with high tension wrestling, camp leap frog, and, you know, little places here and there, but I, I'm sure a lot of stuff will be coming soon as I will be heading to Nashville for SummerSlam weekend. There you go. Now, how did you get started in like the wrestling media landscape, this crazy world that we're all part of? So it's actually a funny story. Like, well, I've grown up watching wrestling since I was a little kid. And so I made it into the Twitterverse when I was a teenager and like stuck with it. And as I was going to college, I didn't know what I wanted to do. And I went to community college and I ended up coming to the point where I wanted to do communications or teaching. And at that time, I had been posting on my YouTube channel, like, a bunch of different stuff. And then I got, you know, this website had, like, you know, reported something. And I was like, oh, that, like, doesn't seem right or something. And we were just, like, talking. And they're like, hey, we're looking for an interviewer, like, for the channel. Like, do you want to try it out? Like, and I was like, hmm. I'm like, well, I'm already thinking of going into communications. Like, let's test this out. Maybe, like, then this is what I meant to do. Did the interview and... And that the rest was history. Like I just joined on their team as the interviewer at the time, and it it just went like that. And I've been doing this since 2018. So, so a longtime wrestling fan, who are if you have one favorite wrestler, definitely mention them. But who are some of your favorite wrestlers growing up as a fan before you started like interviewing wrestlers and like getting involved yourself? Oh, number one, I always say this everywhere, Randy Orton, like mm. one of the reasons why I started watching wrestling and of course like John Cena, because at that time period, that's when they were like the biggest faces in, you know, the company. So them, they were like big faces, you know, Triple H, Batista, like I love all that kind of era, the 06, 07 area type of people. So they're some of my favorite people. There's been about three million John Cena and Randy Orton matches. Do you does one in particular stick out to you? Oh gosh, I really like the one that they did at TLC. Oh my god, what year was that? I feel so old now. Uh, when they did it for the WWE Championship at the World Heavyweight Championship, that one was really oh, yeah. good. That was a ladder match, wasn't it? Yeah. Because I remember him like Orton, like Orton won that right, and he he grabbed both titles. Yeah, I remember that yeah. one. 
Yeah, I still yeah. think that was like one of the coolest things ever. <laughs> that was the joke of just, hey, we're going to do John Cena and Randy Orton. Once again, here we go. Of, co- of course, this is what we're going to do. What do you make of Orton's run? I mean, he's still, he's he's injured right now, but him and Cena still, Cena less so going strong at 20 years, but he did just return. Orton, like legitimately is still going strong and doing some of the, the best work he's done in a while this year. Like what, do you, what have you made of Randy Orton in 2021 and 2022 before he got injured? I think he's, you know, doing amazing. He still has it and he works well with all the younger guys and he helps them out. And I like, you know, at first I wasn't like a big fan of him and like Riddle teaming up, but then like it grew on me as it went along. So it's pretty cool to see where he's like come from, like even the beginning of his career to now, because he still has it and he still wants to work and help others out. And I like love to see where they're taking him. And it just, and it fits like any role that you put him in, he does really well at. Yeah, he seems to be having a lot of fun, too, nowadays. Like, I feel like he feels like the pressure's kind of off him now. Like, he's one of the biggest stars that they have that's, like, still there. That's, like, a really recognizable, like, worldwide superstar and all that stuff. But, like, it, it's it feels like recently he's kind of, like, taken a step back and been like, all right, I'm kind of the veteran now. Like, everyone respects me. I don't really need to prove anything anymore. Now I'm just going to smoke weed with this guy and just kind of, like, do whatever. <laughs> because he was always notorious too for he was like one of those guys who would always like pay the fine back when they were getting tested and he would just like fail pay the fine now he's teaming with a guy who because i saw i saw them joking about how i think wharton said that riddle grows his uh, his favorite strain so that's why they team together like that's what they were joking about so i think it's kind of cool to see where randy orton's at in his career right now kind of like taking himself a little less seriously because like he already knows he's the man and like everyone else knows he's the man at this point so like he just seems to be in kind of a cool place in his career. Oh, one hundred percent. Needs to needs to get healthy. Hopefully, he's back at some point uh, this year. So, you've done a lot of interviews for for various outlets. Is there one interview in particular that that kind of sticks out to you? Of like, all right, that one that one went really well, and that one was like a dream and honor to to do. Oh, oh my gosh. There's been so many and like I always say each one is like my favorite because it's each one has something and it's just like so amazing. I think, man, I think the one has to be the recent one a couple months ago with Will Ospreay because I just was not expecting that one to happen at all. I really didn't. And like it was it was great. You know, we got on and like we did what we had to do. Like, and he said what he had to say, you know, and I came in with questions like they, how new Japan has theirs. Like I have to write them in before we do the interview and like, you know, they pre-approve and he has to pre-approve and, you know, it was nice then getting to talk to him. And then he's like, you know, doing what he does and playing his character and like really just like bringing it out. And I love that. That's like one of my favorite things then with interviewing too, is like seeing that side of the character to them besides their personal self. It's just, Oh my god, it's just so amazing to see. But yeah, I think he was definitely like one of the coolest ones I've done so far because I'm just like, dang, I didn't think this would ever happen. Awesome. I remember I, watching, I'm sorry, watching that one where because he talks about like Danielson and, and Punk and like wanting to to wrestle them. I remember watching and and transcribing stuff from that. I am curious, like you said, that he like he has to pre-approve stuff and it gets pre-approved through through New Japan. Have you like run into that elsewhere? Because Jensen and I we mainly do like. Uh, interviews with like independent wrestlers and whatnot. But when we did interview Carl Fredericks, like there was nothing like that. So is that happened elsewhere where it's like, okay, submit these questions and we, this is what you have to stick with. 
So I think I've only had that with New Japan. So I also did like Fredericks and Kid before, and I've done Barrett Brown. But for them, I didn't have to pre-approve question fours. I don't know if it's because maybe Osprey's one of their bigger stars. I don't think I've ran into anything with AEW before where I had to get pre-approved questions. But yeah, I they emailed me, said, hey, like, what questions do you want to ask? So the first bunch of questions I sent over, there were a couple that they were like, hey, like, we can't have you ask that. And actually, one of them was about, like, Danielson and Omega and stuff. They're like, oh, you can't say that. So, you know, I'm just rolling with the interview. We're talking and he brings it up. And I'm like, okay, so maybe he must have been comfortable to talk about it. And he said it. And then they, then I have to send them the interview back where they have to then approve of it, which I had to do with Fredericks and Kid as well, where I had to send them the interview. They have to like transcribe it from English to Japanese, make sure everything was right before you can post it. Interesting. Interesting. I wonder if that is the reason with Osprey. I mean, he is pretty high status. Like he might just be a bit more careful about what gets out there. And it also could just, it could be on New Japan as well. That's interesting. Um, I know you, you mentioned you um, you're going to be in Nashville for SummerSlam uh, for SummerSlam weekend or week or all the stuff going on. Um, I was I was considering going and then Cody got hurt and I was like, well, it's the whole reason I wanted to go. So I'm just not going, even though I lived in Nashville for like 10 years and it's like my favorite city. And I'm still considering going maybe for GCW. And if I'm there for GCW, then maybe I'll also go to Flair's last match because, you know, why not? But um, what kind of stuff do you have lined up for Nashville that, like, you're really looking forward to? Well, I'm really excited to see a bunch of, like, you know, my friends in the business. I haven't seen, like, a lot of them since Dallas or even before Dallas. So I'm really excited to see them mostly and, like, you know, hang out with them, film some collabs with some people. You know, we're, I'm going to try and get some interviews down there. Hopefully maybe work a show. We're going to, you know, try and see that out. But I'm just really looking forward to being surrounded by everybody and, like, just connecting with everybody, meeting new people. Cause that's like my favorite thing to do as well. Besides like interviewing, it's just traveling and meeting people that love the same thing as I do. It's such a small world thing too. Cause like years ago I met people in person that like, I just met through other wrestling fans. And then like years later we went up, wound up like working together or like, you know, like it's just, it just, it's, it becomes such like a small world kind of close knit community. Um, so that's that was one of the coolest things about like when kind of the COVID stuff kind of started wrapping up more and people started getting out more was like me going out to like independent wrestling shows was like, man, I miss this. I miss being around other wrestling fans. So like you're going to have a great time in Nashville. Are you going to go to SummerSlam as well or just kind of the peripheral stuff? Yeah, probably go to SummerSlam and a bunch of the other shows, you know, GCW probably Thinking of Ric Flair's last match because I kind of want to see that. That's like you know. Why do you be guys pissed. want to see? Why do you guys want to see a man potentially <laughs> like not keel over in the middle of the ring? Why? I mean, like I feel like just because it's going to be so historic because he's had like this long career and then this is like his actual final match. Maybe. So I'm just like, that sounds like, you know, interesting. You just like want to be there for it. You'll be like, Oh, I got to be there. I I understand that. that yeah. That's kind of how I feel about it too. Cause it's like, and also like being from Nashville, I know they're going to be doing the municipal auditorium, which is like a really cool venue. And like the rest of the card looks pretty stacked. Like they put a lot of really good matches up. Like I think motor city machine guns versus the wolves is on that too. I mean, it's like a really, good card uh, granted you know listen i don't want to see rick flair like i don't want to see him I, I, I don't even want to put this out in the world y'all know where i'm going with this i don't want to see anything bad happen to that guy with like his medical history and his age and stuff but like 
if no one's going to stop him from doing it, it's just one of those things where it's like, all right, well, I guess I'll go. Like, if I'm in town, I'll I'll go watch it because, like, it would be cool to be there. But I also feel like if he can wrestle this match, he's going to keep wrestling more matches too. So, like, I feel like this might just be kind of a, a, charade, a, a facade, I guess, if you will. But that's cool. Have you ever been to Nashville? This will be my first time going, so I'm really excited. But I also agree with you, like, how it is a good card because you're getting, like – multiple stuff from other companies where you're seeing like MLW impact. Like there's so many people coming in for this. So let's like, also you're getting shows basically shows from different uh, promotions as well. So like, why not? Yeah. Have they announced his opponent yet? Rick Flair? Uh, for Flair? No, no. Flair, Flair's opponent has not been announced. Um, I'm pretty confident it was going to be Matt Cardona and he's hurt and they can't do it. I, I think that's maybe. Oh, really. Maybe. I think so just my guess. But because that would have been, see, I think it's going to be a championship and it kind of would have made sense. I think it's going to be some type of multi-man match. I don't think Flair's doing a singles match. I just, I feel like Jarrett's going to be involved because Jarrett was heavily yeah. in that press conference and I mean, Jeff Jarrett ties with Conrad and everything. Jarrett's going to angle himself into just another payday because that's what Jeff Jarrett does. Bless that man. Uh, Samara, how'd you You're get good. involved? You're- Sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. No, go what ahead. I was going to say. Well, no, I was just going to start deep diving into their their history with with Jarrett, the horseman, horseman yeah. and the whole thing. Yeah. So, anyways, um, that's a little bit before your time. Maybe if if you're more like Randy Orton era, you might have just been a little late on the Jeff Jarrett in the Four Horsemen WCW stuff that we're talking about here. That's what we, you know, I got like Peacock for watch all yes. the ones. I, I love like going back and look at it, the old stuff. Cause it's cool. It's good to know that stuff as well. And it's like, see it all play out. I love that. Yeah. Well, me and Jeremy are just old guys at this point. We're like the, yeah, we're like the old school. Like, I mean, we're in our early thirties. I'll get into our mid thirties, man. Like it's getting, why are you aging us? We're just old. Just, just say we're old. <laughs> Cause we gotta, we gotta get our stuff out there before all the, the new school, like, you know, Samara and and Bustle and Malcolm and Jay Shell and all these people wind up taking all of our spots. Like it's inevitable. So let's 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 have no, some fun we while all, we're here. We'll help each other out. We all know. Oh my gosh, I do not. We do not step on anybody's toes. We help each other out around here. I'm gonna be I'm gonna be Triple H to just hold all these young talents back. That's why they're on our show every other month. We've we've legitimately interviewed all three of y'all now. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh so, yeah. But now I got to start burying you guys because you are young and up and coming. See, it's like, it's like, it's like, it's like, yeah, it's it's like being uh, around, uh, you know, Nick Wayne and Starboy Charlie and Billy Starks and Marcus Mathers and just knowing like the future's all right there. Like we're all toast. What's these, what's, what's these kids get up to where we're at? We're all toast. Anyways. um, No, what was your next question, Jerry? All all that was nonsense that I just, you know. (laughs) I, I was going to ask how you got linked up with Camp Leapfrog and uh, High Tension, how you started uh, working and doing stuff with them. So last year, um, that's when I started getting more into independent shows, like working-wise, I really wanted to do that. So I hit up my good friend, Sam Laterna, who is a you know wrestling broadcaster here in like the Northeast, and she travels out. I was like, hey, you know, I'm really wanting to, you know, get into independence. Like, could you help me out? Like, you know, I ran through a announcing thing with her. Like I sent her something and we were just talking and she was working with Camp Leapfrog. So she's like, you know, I think, you know, it would be a good fit there. Like let, I'll let you talk to whoever was in charge at the time. And, you know, we were talking and then I was talking to Alex and Maestro who owned high tension as well as Camp Leapfrog. And we discussed things. And then once I started doing one show, we were doing more. And like, I've, 
so grateful that they continue to bring me in and that is basically my home promotion now and I like continue to learn and they have me do stuff and I get to meet like so many amazing people that are in this area as well and it's just been like so much fun and it's always a great time. Uh, does Camp Leapfrog still run on IWTV or did they change platforms, you know? So we did go on a hiatus last year. And from what I've been hearing, we are coming back very soon. I can't I can't tell you when, I, but I do know that we are returning. And High Tension is actually having a show at the end of the month, which I'm sadly going to be missing to be in Nashville. Gotcha. Gotcha. I can't believe Frog hasn't run since like around like October or so, something like that. Yes, we took a hiatus for reasons. And I just I, it's a great it's a great company. And, you know, I'm I'm very yeah. big on independent wrestling TV. And I, I noticed that it, it's been a minute, but it's good to know that uh, that that's going to be coming back. Because, yeah, a lot of a lot of good talent, good area for people to be wrestling in and stuff. So it's cool that you're involved with that. Very cool. It's so much fun. I had like, as soon as like I got there the first time and we started doing like filming and stuff, it's, it's just, everyone's so welcoming and it's just such a fun, you know, environment to be around. So I, I'm so glad, you know, they continue to bring me in and they're very supportive and all nice. Like I have the best time with them. Anybody on, from either one of those companies like stand out to you? As Jensen said, he's he is Mister Independent, uh, king of, king of the Indies, Stephen Jensen. Any names that like stand out to you of like, okay, this is a guy that or girl that like kind of keep your eye on here. Oh, definitely. I I say this everywhere. It's Darius Carter. Every time I work with him, like when we were doing like a maybe a backstage segment, like how he does his promos and gets into his character, I'm just like, oh my gosh. And then how he wrestles, like his presence, like, oh my God, he's like a great heel. Like I'd love to see him go really, really far, really far. Oh my God, a woman. Oh my God, there's so many. Because oh, I, I, I think of everybody, because everybody does such a great job there. And I'm just like, they're all good. Shay McCoy is also really good. She's good with Ben Weber, Hatfield you know, who recently took off his mask. So that was like really interesting, but they're a good that tag was team. weird. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then like getting to be there, like um, at then the LVAC show where a very good professional wrestler or Avery good, like, you know, retired. So like it, it was sad seeing that too. So it's, it's fun. Cause you make friends here and like, you get to go to these shows and it's sad. Then you see them, you know, go. Yes. For those of you who might not know, a very good Avery good however the former Dasher Hatfield so um you know there was a lot of gimmick changes around uh once again stuff we don't have to get into but but Boomer Hatfield big fan of him as well like to see him take the mask off and it was funny because when he took his mask off I remember Twitter being like this is like a really handsome guy like, why was he in the mask to begin with like all the girls were like dude this guy's really good looking like so I thought that was pretty funny I like Shane McCoy as well yeah um the, out, the outfielders was was that that team um, yeah, they had a lot of really good talent go through there. Um, Maxi Impaler, I know, has gone through there. I like Bobby Orlando and uh, Rob Kiljoy a lot. Those guys are like kind of Southeast guys that I know have, have made their way out there. So, yeah, you're, you're surrounded by great talent. Darius Carter, I think, is a really good shout out as well. Someone who doesn't get enough uh, enough love, probably still flying a little under the radar, but like doing really well. So, yeah, awesome. So what are some Good of your games. goals, uh, long-term, short-term, just, just goals in, in wrestling or life? Well, long-term is definitely, 
you know, I would love to sign a contract with the wrestling promotion one day, like with the TV deal to be like their on-air correspondent. That is my biggest dream. And, you know, hopefully it comes true one day, you know, just working hard to get there. Short term, um, I just really want to work more independent shows to like, I want to continue to learn to do better and like keep traveling out. Cause I, I've been doing a lot of recently in the past year doing a lot of shows. So I, and I want to keep doing more and learning, like learn ring announcing. I tried out commentary. Don't feel like it's for me, but it was a great opportunity. But, you know, I just want to continue to learn and like do more podcasts with people talk about wrestling. I feel like I don't do that enough and I love doing that. So, you know. And, like, of of course, travel and just be with a bunch of friends because I love being surrounded by people that love the same thing as I do. We just talk and have a good time and then watch all the wrestling. Could you beat up Denise Salcedo? (laughs) Does Denise know how to wrestle? I mean, she she knows how to push Sean out of the ring. Oh, yeah. yeah, She she knew knew how to punch Sean Ross Sapp in the dick. She knew how to do that. She's very short. I feel like you just, like, kicker does she know how like has she trained before i don't think so i don't i don't think so i could uh, be yeah. mistaken but i don't know I, so. I, I don't know for sure but i mean it's pretty likely she has. I, I i would say that she's she's probably had this a little less training than louis dangor has probably oh gosh because <laughs> he went up louis dangor huh I, i'm asking samara if she could beat up louis dangor just beat these people up jeremy just Is wants it... me to beat up everybody <laughs> I asked, I asked last week for Alex McCarthy to be cut with a sword. So yeah, oh you my did. God. Yeah, everyone thinks really? everyone thinks I'm friends with all these media people. I'm trying to pit everybody against each other, and then I'm just the last person standing. <laughs> yeah, oh Jerry has some, has some weird like wrestling media hit list that he's just been like casually trying to like yep. slide his 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 <laughs> list through like to other people. Um, yeah, Denise Salcedo so, is my funny. Swifty best. I don't want her oh, to get beat yeah. up. I just, I was trying to, you know, break, break the, uh, break the silence there to see if you could just fight Denise Salcedo. Oh my <laughs> she God. does all the, the ring announcing and commentary and all this stuff. You know, she's, she's in a very prominent position. Just beat her up. Take her spot. No. Cash in oh the money God. in the bank briefcase on her. <laughs> oh my gosh. No, I actually don't know how to wrestle like i don't know if i would want to be a wrestler though because like i don't know if i could take the pain but i always say like i want to get in the ring to learn the basics because i feel that's very important to know in this business but i am not gonna beat up denise she's doing a great <laughs> job we're not gonna beat up denise <laughs> wow. we yeah, love denise I... salcedo here this gets back to where denise big swifty kisses to you have, have, have you taken any bumps before jeremy in a, in a wrestling ring in a wrestling ring? No, I took one on the floor. I just, you know, I, I did a psychosis I, leg drive. I, I remember. Yeah. yeah, that was at the... Yeah, no, that was I, on the I've floor. Did you have some pillows down on the ground or something for that, at least? Well, kayfabe, brother. Kayfabe. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> right, on, right, on the, right on the ground. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, nice. Um, I've, I've done it before. Like, I've never, I've never like, wrestled in, like, wrestled, but, like, I've taken bumps in a ring before, and, like, it is, yeah, it's very, very painful. It's one of those things that's just like, yep, this is they're not kidding. For me, it was always the travel. I was like, I would never be able to get into a business like this because I don't like flying in airplanes and stuff. So like, I was like, this is just not going to be for me, but I can cover it. I can do that. I, I, that's how I can get involved is I can, I can <laughs> be a guy talking about wrestling and then I can, I can do something. I'm I just still, I, but, oh, go ahead, Jeremy. Go. 
I think it's cool and I think it's good that you want to at least get in there and like learn the basics because I know interviewers aren't like they're not always getting physical and stuff and a lot of promotions are like that. But if by chance you just need to take a bump for an angle or a storyline, then you, you'll be practiced in that and you at least will you understand what these men and women go through when they're in there wrestling around and uh, wear and tear on their body for however many nights a week. So I do think that's good that you're like, yeah, I'd like to at least get in there and, and try it out and, and see what might happen. Have you talked to anybody about potentially like, hey, can I just like take a basic class or anything like that? So um, I was talking with Barrett Brown. He's one of my good friends in professional wrestling. And, you know, we're like, oh, like, if you know, we're ever in like the same area and there's a ring, you know, I asked him if he could, you know, teach me, that would be really cool. Cause he does like run at a school in Texas. So I think that would be cool. Like I said, like I'm down to learn to see, you know, what they go through. Like, you know, they, you know, God bless them. They could do it. I can't like, I can't take, pain and things like that but I want to know like what it's like for them to go through that and then like you said if there's ever a time where I'm going to need to take a bump or something then I'll know and be prepared for it because you know you just never know nowadays yeah yeah I know uh, a lot of wrestlers credit like Bobby the Brain Heenan they say like he was a great worker like people don't really realize it like but like he could really like go in the ring or at least he could take a lot of really good bumps and that added to his character so much because it it's not just a guy out there just talking trash over and over that never gets his come up and like eventually he's gonna get knocked over and the crowd's gonna go crazy and he's gonna get some payback. Um, so I like that a lot, Jeremy. I've, I'm gonna steal the question you normally ask this week. Okay. Okay. What is the coolest thing in the room that you're in right now? We'd like you to show us on camera if you can. Oh, we ask everybody. That's actually a good question. Yes, this is our this is our closer for for everybody to you know kind of show off their their personality and what they're proud of. You know, it could be whatever. Well, what's the be. flag behind you? Oh, well. so maybe it is what's behind me. The flag behind me is the Lebanese flag. I am Lebanese, and that's where I come from. I wasn't born there, but you know my parents were, and this is where I'm from. It's a big part of who I am, and um, that's why I always have it in, like, all my social media. I have, like, my name written out in Arabic. I have the flag in my bio, because it's very important to me and where I come from, and especially there's not a lot of Arabs in the business. There's very few of us, and, like, I like to represent where I come from, so maybe this is, you know, you know, the thing that's, like, most coolest, most valuable thing for me right now in this room is this. I like it. I like yeah. it. Do you, do you have any, any like wrestling stuff laying around by chance? Oh, oh my God. Yes, I do. There is, it's a lot of it is under the bed, but I think one of the coolest things, oh my God, my earpiece fell out. You're, you're good. <laughs> I recently got this a couple of months ago. I, I mean, it's not anything to like, you know, a lot of people, but it is to me. Oh, this is the wrong one. So, you know, when you go to shows and you get, like, um, for media, you get, like, your passes. So I save all of mine because I think they're, like, the coolest thing ever. But the one that I really liked the most was the one that I got from um, NWA. I went in to do just interviews for the channel I was working for at the time. And they just, like, you know, they gave me the badge. I had, like, the best time because this comes with, like, a really cool memory like I had the best time in Atlanta and everybody was like 
so nice to me. I know everybody and I talk to them. And then when I always see them, they're like, hey, when are you going to come back for a show and stuff like that? So I don't know. I just like had a good time. So these usually hold a lot of like memories, like cool things that I do. I like to keep all that stuff, like tickets and stuff like that. I think and that's really I, cool. Yeah. yeah I, like to I think that's great. Too. Yeah. I, yeah. when I would cover UFC events, I would always save uh, my, my lanyards and my credential and then I would hang it up next to like the poster and stuff. That's how I would decorate my little man cave and everything so you should save that stuff it is it is a great memory and, and keep saving that stuff i kind of wish yeah. i had always kept saving my my credentials and lanyards but I, I didn't so now who knows where they are probably my parents <laughs> attic somewhere uh, i also Samara, we, have oh i'm so sorry no no go ahead go ahead um also is like there's a poster i i think it's down right here but it was the first poster with my face like ever on it for a wrestling show so like that meant a lot to me too like when i saw it i wanted to cross oh my god no (laughs) way like like because it's crazy to me to see something like that like like i'm on the poster what like why am i on the poster (laughs) that's awesome you gotta keep stuff like that that is it's so exciting yeah you definitely do you definitely do. Samara, we appreciate you joining us. Uh, Samara will be around everywhere in wrestling for the coming year. She's going to probably beat me up and, and take all of my jobs. And she's going to beat up Steven Jensen and take his jobs as well. Uh, let, let everyone know where they can find you at, Samara. Well, first of all, thank you guys so much for having me on. This was like so much fun, and I'm happy you guys asked me to be on. Where you can find me is like on my social media, but most importantly, probably Linktree because it's linked with all my stuff, my YouTube, my Twitter, my Instagram, like everywhere you're going to probably find me on things it is link. Then in tree is like tr.ee slash the it's Samira. You could probably like find it right here. Even with like my Twitter, it's like the link is in the bio. There you go. Again, thank you for, for joining us. Follow all of Samira's work. Go to the it's Samira on Twitter. Yeah, the link tree is in the in the bio, so you can get to the link tree from there. And again, thank you again, Samira. We appreciate it. And guys, we'll be right back here on the spotlight.